cut that out. Okay, I'll start again at uh, 1.35. Okay, welcome to the first special edition episode of the Max and Austin podcast. When we first started this podcast, we wanted a platform, you know, to have fun, talk about anime, catch up about life, but also to discuss the important matters in the news as they came up. And with Black Lives Matter... Uh, coming up in current news right now we felt it was important to kind of put the anime put the fun things aside and kind of dissect our feelings how we felt about it and just like you know everything that's been happening around it yeah no no anime today for you weebs unfortunately huh yeah what a what a strange week it's been right like honestly honestly there have been riots and protests happening near us. Um, yeah, I live in downtown Madison, and like there are protests happening two blocks up the street from me. So like you can hear people outside and the cops' sirens and all that um, from my apartment. So that's kind of kind of a strange thing that you might not expect to happen yeah honestly i mean like the same thing for me like uh so i live in texas and i have an apartment in fort worth which is some lesser known city that nobody's heard of and i have a house in frisco an equally unknown city and the within the last two days both of these places have had like some simultaneous protests like throughout the afternoon leading up to night where they've been broken up by uh tear gas and uh flashbangs actually so yeah i mean really? it's it's pretty much yeah Even it's in hit, like every corner not in frisco okay. not in frisco i think that was that was a peaceful one just because it's a predominantly a suburb yeah and so i think the police ended up just driving their cars in front of the protesters and like leading the procession actually all they did was just go up and down a street but then in the other city they ended up occupying a bridge and they did that for like multiple hours until allegedly some of the protesters started throwing frozen water bottles at the police and that kind of just ended it. So they had to retaliate with tear gas and whatever. But honestly today with the media, like I don't, you don't like, you don't know who to believe. So it's, it's just difficult. Yeah. I was going to say, I, I haven't seen any like protests in the suburbs or anything like that. Everything's been in major cities or at least the downtowns of cities like even Madison right. isn't like a, a big town, I would say, but it is state capital of Wisconsin. Yeah, that makes sense. But I mean, it also makes sense that they would just report on the, like the the more major one. Because like with the riots that happen in the cities, a lot of looting accompanies that. And like, it's just good media to just record all those burning things, like the broken glass on the floor and on the whatever, and like people throwing bricks. Like, I mean, it's good news. So yeah, like at the end of the day, like they're not going to report like a they're not going to report like a peaceful protest where they walked up and down a two mile city or a two mile street. And then everybody was happy. Yeah, the peaceful protests don't make for uh, good press coverage. Yeah. And I feel like that's that's like part of the problem. Like some people, they have problems with, you know, people being unruly and disruptive. But like at the end of the day, like if you're peaceful, you're not going to get noticed at all. So yeah yeah so let's talk about what 
Asian people can do in times like these? Do you have any right. initial thoughts? Um, yeah, I kind of I kind of want to just first talk about why um, this particular incident, I guess, of you know there, there have been multiple other um, in, uh, like instances where uh, black people have lost their lives, countless names uh, in the past. But I just I wanted to focus on why this particular case was the one that kind of drove it over the edge, I guess, for a lot of society, as opposed to all the other ones. For some reason, back in the past, we would, you know, be sorry about it, and, like people would protest. And then after like a while, we'd, we'd forget about it. Yeah. And like a lot of times it was just like, there weren't many call to actions. It was kind of just like, oh, sorry, this happened. Or like, this is such a terrible thing. But there, it, there was never like a, such a concentrated amount of like, tangible responses from people like hey i'm actually gonna sign this petition or like i'm gonna uh like donate i'm gonna match however much you donate or i'm like gonna go on this protest and like i'm urging all of my asian americans who have sat on the sidelines for far too long to like mobilize and do stuff and so anyway i don't know if you've seen these but i had a four different uh just like points yeah so the first one happened like a few weeks ago it was like the aubrey ahmad mm-hmm. or i kind of forget his first name but the guy who got shot while he was running mm-hmm. and like he basically the the two white guys were waiting at the edge of that street corner their friend was driving behind the runner filming the whole thing and then they just get out of their car and then they shoot him mm-hmm. um so i participated in that whole um run with mod thing like mm-hmm. the thing where you run 2.23 miles yeah. and Throughout that run, like, I was just running through my, you know, like, suburbia neighborhood, whatever. And I was just, like, for the first half of the, of the run, I was kind of just like, damn, this sucks. I never run any more than a mile. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, like, dead tired. I'm beat. <laughs> and then as I would pass more and more people, because I started running into another neighborhood where there were more people just walking around, I would wave to people. And, like, they'd wave back. And then I'd start thinking, wait, why am I doing this again? And then it was because of that dude. And I started to think well what if i was black Mm -hmm. and what if i was running through this affluent neighborhood and i was black and i would run by people's kids like i'm i'm not sure if they would be as willing to let their kid run free uh if they saw me right and like it hurts to say that and like unfortunately that's the truth like people people are going to unconsciously just grab onto their stuff. And like the more I ran and the more people were friendly towards me, I was just like, damn, I can't imagine uh, what it must be like to just live every single day as if like somebody's out to get you. You don't know who, but like there's somebody out there. Yeah. It's kind of like, so that was first. Yeah. It's kind of like at the very start of COVID and even now just like being Asian, like during COVID, it's like everyone's eyes is like, on you you can feel it especially if you're in like a predominantly white place like suburban texas or wisconsin um I, yeah, yeah of course black people have it worse by far and like have to deal with that their whole lives but um yeah it was in- interesting to experience that i guess yeah, because I know you were still, you still had to fly for like that brief period when COVID was like first picking up. Like, did you experience something like that in the airports and whatever? 
Yeah, I mean, I don't think there was any specific incident like that. But yeah, like I traveled, I think it was the week of March 2nd, like as COVID was really picking up in the U.S. And like, um, yeah, the week it came to Seattle first, like all that, I was still out there traveling. But yeah, I don't think there was anything specific, but maybe it's just like the, the heightened awareness of being Asian. Right. Yeah. I, and yeah, no, I agree. Like I felt that too, just like going out to the buy groceries or whatever, because we would see all those stories about like people uh, just like in public and then randomly getting assaulted. Yeah. Like in New York and, or something. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, scary stuff. Mm-hmm. So like we got, we got a taste of what, people have to go through every single day which is frightening yeah Yeah. and the other three were all pretty uh like they're pretty small but like they all stood out to me so like the first or the second point i had was like uh during the video while the white cop was putting his knee on the the butt uh on george uh the asian cop was just standing there and that kind of that one picture it was just it, it was just disturbing because that's basically a representation of like kind of what's been going on. Like, and that ties into the other thing, which is that one lady who did that thought experiment, who was like, Hey, if anybody wants to uh, have the black experience in us stand up and then nobody stood up because despite how they may feel personally Mm -hmm. towards black people, they all understand that to be black in America is to be fill in the blank. I mean, there's so many different words, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So like those two kind of tied it together because it's just like being silent despite knowing that that is what they're going through. And then the last one was this one quote by this dude, Desmond Tutu, basically. I saw that. He said, you're like, yeah, silent in things like this, then you're, with the on the side of the oppressor or something along those lines exactly exactly so like all of those put together i was just like man and yeah i just feel like it's just it's there's a different feeling uh surrounding this one and i don't know if it's just because more asian american people have like picked up on the fact that we haven't been doing anything and are now urging uh people through various social media channels but yeah, I mean, and here we are now. So yeah, there's this one book called like, it's called Tipping Point by Malcolm Gladwell, and I don't think mm-hmm. I actually ever finished the book, so don't don't roast me. But it, it kind of talks about like how <laughs> like pandemics and stuff like that, where like things might increase slowly and then burst and like increase exponentially. Um, so I think. Um, this incident in particular was kind of the the tipping point. Like like you mentioned at the beginning, these racist events have been going on for forever, really, um, in American history. But this was, at least in our lives, kind of the, the tipping point that we've seen. Right. And I wonder if it really, if the biggest point was really just that Asian cop just happening to be in that frame i mean not happening to be in the frame but like in the frame that kind of refocused this not just on the white oppressor but also the 
Asian bystander, onlooker, enabler, the, the complacent role that we, yeah, person, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, it all goes back to just like, it's like, hey, why can't all minorities just be like the Asians? They just shut up and they work hard and look at them now they are in all these professional jobs and whatever, yeah. and like they just use us against them when in reality it's it's like it shouldn't be like that. Yeah, I was gonna say that it's like. First of all, you don't see a lot of Asian cops to begin with, right? Like, I feel like Asian mm. people tend to go more towards, like, desk jobs, like accounting. It's, it's like, a perfectly fine job. It's stable, make a decent income. Like, those sort of jobs where you can just kind of put your head down and work hard and make a nice living. So, just mm-hmm. the fact that there was even an Asian cop there to begin with was, like, um, yeah, just a weird set of coincidences, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, hey, I mean, honestly, I guess it's a good thing that he was there because now we're all involved. Yeah. So, yeah. But, dude, I mean, it's just like for this entire time, it's just, I just, I've just had this weird feeling. It's, it's like, did you guys ever learn about like cognitive dissonance back in like AP yeah. psych or something? Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, I've been in this constant state of cognitive dissonance where this one belief that people keep telling me on social media, they're like, Hey, do something about this. Basically implying, Hey, post about this, donate to this cause, whatever, or else it means you don't care Yeah. or whatever. And like the entire time I'm studying, I'm like, I'm trying to focus on like, my career and whatever. And it's like, man, does that mean that if I don't post and if I'm not active now, and if I'm not like, you know, actively participating in these various avenues of like caring that I don't care about black people. And like, I don't think that that is true Mm -hmm. at all because for my whole life, like I've always tried to, you know, treat everybody equally and whatever, but I just feel like what people are saying now is like that is not enough and i and i can see how that makes sense it just like when they spur me on to do mm-hmm. more i i don't want that to invalidate what i have done in my personal life yeah you know yeah like i don't think not posting or something or not being active on social media right now means like you're bad person or anything like that i do think like you and me both though like need to i guess acknowledge that we're both privileged right like we can afford to be studying or i'm still working right now i have a job um so like being able to like focus on like our careers comes from a place of privilege like inherently like we don't have to be worrying about the protests you know? So, yeah. 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 I don't think it makes you a bad person, but we still need to kind of acknowledge that privilege. Agreed. Cause I was thinking like I was partially, I was like, dang, I, I don't have time to, to do the research, to do the due diligence and whatever. And like to make that long post. And then I was like, wow, I don't have time because I'm putting myself, which is, you know, like, my, like my own personal gain uh, studying for this test so that I can further my future over this issue 
when some people, especially my, you know, black peers who are, they literally, you can't do that because to put this test over this issue is literally like, it's like two parts of their yeah. identity. And it's like saying that, hey, this test is more important than my yeah. entire being. Yeah. And it's not. So like so many, so many of them have just like rescheduled their test and just, you know, cause dude, obviously there's like, there are bigger issues at this point. And like, for me, I was doing a practice test uh, today and I just like, my mind would keep wandering because, you know, we were going to mm -hmm. talk about this later today. So I was like, well, I got to keep thinking about these things. And like every single time I think about it, I'd be like, wow, I cannot imagine how they could even possibly be focused on something as irrelevant as a three digit score yeah. right now. So, yeah. Yeah. So, but I agree. It is important for us to recognize that we have the, we are privileged enough to, be in this situation where we can choose to not give uh, Black Lives Matter as much uh, time and energy right. as other people. Right. Yeah. I mean, on that note, I feel like I feel like th this is a good background, yeah. at least. So it, maybe we can move on to like uh, opinions on uh, like how the protests have been going on. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and like the efficacy of protests, what what all that is. Yeah, I I feel kind of conflicted, I guess. Like, on one hand, the peaceful protests haven't been working, right? Like Colin Kaepernick taking a knee to protest police brutality, yet, of course, police brutality still keeps happening every day. And then... On the other hand, like the violence and the looting and like burning businesses to the ground, especially like the mom and pop businesses, because I know there are a lot of like Asian owned restaurants that are mom and pop owned, like especially those ones are like, I don't know, they do they deserve to have their business burnt to the ground? Probably not. I mean, like big corporations like Target and stuff, they probably have the insurance and whatever to and millions or billions of dollars to cover getting one or a couple stores burnt down and looted but like yeah i guess the where i'm like conflicted is like especially the small business owners yeah i feel that because every single time i see like instances of that in the news my gut reaction is just to be like, like, wow, what are you guys doing? But at the same time, it's like, compare that to what ha what has been going on and what just happened to George Floyd, all those other people. Like, you can't help but think that what they're doing is okay. But what I'm also, I just, I feel like a lot of the cases the protests are peaceful and then it's just this select group that comes in maybe at night as the sun is setting. Maybe they're not even affiliated with the Black Lives Matter movement. Maybe they're just yeah. anarchists or something and they go in and then they do all the damage and they can just do it under the guise of, hey, we're here for Black Lives Matter when we're not. Yeah. Like I feel like I've seen, uh, not, not countless because I'm not on social media all the time, but like I've seen enough videos where it's like, the black protesters are like telling 
the people to stop yeah. destroying things, and yet they do it. I think uh, I saw on Facebook it was like somebody Logan Paul <laughs> or something. He was just in this mall with like all these white dudes, and they're just like. I don't even know what they're doing, but like they're in the mall and they're just like breaking down the windows and they're not even taking stuff. They're just breaking down windows and laughing. And so it's just like, I, you hate to see it, but in every single movement and like every single, uh, cause or whatever, there's always going to be that group of people. Yeah. Or something, whatever the reason is. And they just kind of ruin it for everybody. And like, I don't, and I feel like that's, also what like the media is going to seize on like they're not going to take the time to like figure out who did it they're just going to look at the result and be like wow look at look at how destructive this is or whatever and anyway there's like another thing it's i feel like in this day and age everybody because media is so available to everybody and like sourcing is you know haphazard and like people can start and stop Mm -hmm. the recording whenever they want you can just tell whatever narrative that you want and like anybody who is out in the general public whatever view that they already have, they're just going to conveniently look for the few pieces of information that agree with their point and like kind of downplay the other ones that kind of don't fit their narrative. Yeah. And like, it's anyway, it's, it's just frustrating. Like there's a lot of stuff that, yeah, it's like confirmation bias or something. I think it's called like you have an opinion and then you tailor the, the documentation, the video. So it supports your opinion, right? Like, the any anything that might oppose you delete the footage but if it's like if it supports the narrative that you want to portray then that's what you're going to shoot and keep yeah and like the clearest examples are the people who you never see posting mm-hmm. about anything and then the one thing they share is like hey yeah. but they're good cops too or like uh something else i, I can't remember at this point i'm like dazed but but yeah and it's like like dude it's so hard it's so hard it is hard it is hard yeah but i mean i think barack obama of all people yeah i think he made a really good post i don't Mm -hmm. know when it was but i saw it today he said something about like how you cannot have protests without also showing up at the ballots or something and like how protests are a means to get Mm-hmm. your message across and to spread the word so that you could enact change the elections uh, yeah uh established routes yeah and whatever and like i i think it was like i definitely can't quote the entire thing i don't remember what he said but if you uh have time or if anybody else who happens to be listening to this have time just go check out his post he i, I think he's he was he made one of the most well-written posts about mm-hmm. the subject yeah to date so it was it was really well written yeah that was it's been a busy couple of days yeah all right any i think any um, any questions from our yeah go ahead our listeners our live listeners yeah i got one from a 24 year old (laughs) named kevin Wynn. Goes to San Jose State University. It's uh, got to be an alias. All right. He says, (laughs) yeah, it's me. Okay. All right. He says, what can we do as a non-black person? What do you think? Yeah. I mean, I think 
it's like this has always been the answer right like to support black people i think is it's kind of the only answer right like what else what else can you do you know yeah and it's like i think i think um to like give that answer a little bit more nuance i think there are just degrees to which you can support them i think like the at the very basic level you know like you in your day-to-day life are just supportive of them like whenever if you happen to come across uh somebody who is black you know like uh, you treat them with respect yeah. as as you would anybody else and like you lead by example and then there's like the next level where like in addition to being the person that you are you are also mm-hmm. maybe like a vocal yeah. advocate or something online yeah and then they're just like different tiers i feel like so and like i have like i strongly strongly believe that pretty much everybody is at that bottom mm-hmm. tier. Like we've all been there. Like it, like, I don't think anybody has any open animosity towards black people. Uh, if you're out None there, of our listeners, I don't know, reevaluate, but <laughs> exactly. If you <laughs> like anime, you are open hearted and kind. It's a guarantee. Okay. But, but yeah, it's like, what can we do? Well, first of all, do not lose hope and think that what you've, what you've already been doing is in some, in any way bad, just because of what you haven't done, you know, like don't, don't discount like the, uh, the way in which you've already treated, um, you know, people of color. I don't, I don't even know how to be politically Mm -hmm. correct right now, but you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And then I think in these trying times, especially with like the issue, just like so out in the open right now, it's like, they need our help, you know? And like, it's like, yes, we can choose to just be like, hey, I'm already doing enough by myself. Like, I'm, I'm like supporting you guys, but, but like, I think at this time, they could yeah. use more. Yeah, like, I mean, one good place to start is like just donations, right? There are a ton of different places to donate. We'll link it in the show notes, but um, a bunch of... Yeah, there, yeah, we there will. Are we actually organizations will. out there that like, if you are in a place of privilege where you can donate or like you have a job like I do um, and can afford to donate, then yeah, that's definitely a great place to start. Yeah. And even if you, even if you don't have, uh, happen to have any money, maybe you're still in high school or something, um, even talking about it goes a long way. And I think <laughs> here's the, Here's the topic that I almost didn't want to talk about. How do your parents feel? Um, Honestly, haven't really talked to them about it much. I feel like, especially our parents' generation, like, tries not to get involved with these sort of events, right? Would Would you agree with that? Yeah, my parents were both the type to just cause as little trouble as possible, keep your head mm-hmm. down, work hard, get promoted, exactly. go through school, you know, yeah. like do everything yeah. systematically. Yeah. yeah, I would agree. So, yeah, I mean, I so I think maybe this yeah. is the case for both of our parents. They might not really like have an opinion. Maybe not that they don't have an opinion, but they just won't like act on it maybe. 
maybe but yeah i mean anything i mean like yeah if you don't have any money you could always mm-hmm. just talk to people about it raise awareness uh maybe through social media channels uh but yeah i mean the thing is like this is a problem that has been going on for far too long we've all been aware of it and because it's not a problem that directly affects us like we have the luxury to just mm-hmm. kind of like shove it under the rug and like you know save yeah. dealing it for another day or something who knows when that day yeah, will come well, maybe it's now <sighs> but yeah uh this is it's just tough man it's like i cannot cannot imagine what uh they've been going through yeah yeah i mean and even just being like a good friend like if any any listeners out there want to talk to us we're open hit up our phone lines but i feel like even for us talking it out right now this is like a good venting um experience Yeah, just like a good way to sort through our thoughts and like come up with a few different ways that we can yeah. make our little impact there. Yeah, like we're not asking, I, I don't think anybody's asking that you just drop everything in your life that you're doing and like come and fully support the cause, you know, but like just taking a bit of that energy out of your day to send prayers, give them your mental energy, mm-hmm. like give them your kind thoughts and like figure out ways to act upon those thoughts is going to go a long way because at the end of the day, like it's not just you out there. Like this is what will hopefully, you know, turn into like this big movement that will expand, extend to many, many weeks and like hopefully enact meaningful change is the plan, but it can't be done without like the little contributions from each one of us. All add up, you know, but, you, you, you got to start somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. I used to think that posting on social media was kind of just like a, like a useless thing, but no, no, it's pretty, it's been pretty useful. Not going to lie. I got to shout out all of those people yeah. that I never talked to, but I'm friends with on Facebook. Yeah. True. There, there are, there are a lot of those people like back in high school when you would just be friends with everyone who had a Facebook. <laughs> exactly but man okay they're they were onto something it's like yeah uh, it's yeah uh, it's just hard it's just hard i like like i partially i just i just i felt like i needed to talk this through with you before like i made any posts just because like i don't want to post because everybody else is posting you know like i want to figure out uh the reason why this makes me uncomfortable and like i mean yeah obviously Mm -hmm. it's like people are being oppressed it's terrible but like i wanted to just come like dissect what i was feeling before i made some kind of public statement or like a public show of support and i feel like i just haven't haven't had like the block of time necessary it's kind of like what what do you want to achieve by posting right it's like do you want other people to spread their awareness or is it that you want other people to like make a contribution or support in whatever way they can? Um, so yeah, I think like thinking through the outcome that you want and then kind of tailoring your message based on that um, would be good. Yeah. 
Yeah, I feel. Because I just, I just, like, I didn't want, like, I, I felt bad that <laughs> I, okay, this is my last statement, anyways. But, but, but yeah, I just, like, part of me, like, as mad as I was, I was also upset that, like, it just made it seem that everything that I'd done in the past was kind of, like, meaningless. You know, like, the fact that I was treat, tried to treat everybody equally yeah. had no impact because I didn't go above and beyond. So, and th- that just felt bad. And I was like, I, the, the whole time I was, I couldn't help but think like, yeah. why did all these posts make me feel so guilty? But like, yeah, I mean, I am guilty, but it doesn't invalidate the yeah. things that I've done in the past to try to help. But I am guilty by complacency. So, <laughs> okay, that's my, that's my conclusion. You got any uh, last yeah, comments? Yeah, I mean, like, I think we, we've already hammered this point home but yeah like doing something is better than nothing right so if you're doing something then that's great if you can do more then do it but if you're at least trying to support people of color and this movement then that's a good place to start but yeah on that note we'll be we'll be back next next time with our our normal show but yeah, let us know. Let us know if you liked this discussion on life, if you want to hear more about our personal lives and stuff like that. But yeah, otherwise, we'll be back with our normal programming next time. Exactly. And if things happen to you know develop, we'll make a follow-up episode. But in the meantime, we'll just keep trying our uh, respective ways to help support. Hit us with that sign-off. Yeah. Okay, I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. <clears throat> <clears throat> ah, all right. See ya. Okay, now I got it.